welcome everyone to another episode of Life Chat with Viv and Phil. I know it's been a long time since we have recorded something and um, Bill and I, along with everyone else, I know you guys have been really busy and Bill and I apologize for not being on for a while. We did mention earlier this year that we're going to do it every two weeks and I know we haven't, I don't remember if you remember Vilma the last time we recorded, but um, it's been a while. I know it was, it's been a while, yes. Yes, yes. So we apologize sincerely and for those fans or followers or whatever you may want to call yourself, um, we appreciate you still being with us and still want to hear us and still hearing, listening to us each and every time that we do put something out we certainly really do appreciate that there's been a lot of things going on especially I don't know about in your life Vilma but in mine you know I had a son graduated from high school honors so I'm very congratulations thank you and very happy about that and been busy with that and and different things that's going on so what's going on with you Okay, so um, just just wanting to interject what we have a, a new um, website, not website, Facebook page, okay. and it's called The Real Vivian Bill. And as we have been saying before that our Facebook page was taken over and this was one of the reasons why we were not, you know, continuing with the podcast, but we are back. We have a new Facebook page. It's called The Real Viv and Bill. So although we are going to have this posted on YouTube, we are also going to post it on our new Facebook page. So I just wanted to say that. What's new with me? Well, I have been working hard at, um, at school. Those of you may be familiar with me changing my... Um, my career basically to education and I thought I was going to have the entire summer off oh wow was I mistaken wow I didn't (laughs) so I still have to work during the summer because I'm in an administrative position Uh and we don't really get vacation we are not off for the entire summer but the great thing about it is that I will be able to work some days from home, which I am grateful for because the price of gas. Do you find that, Vivian? Oh my. <laughs> yes, I, I just went to fill my tank. Well, I had half half a tank before I went and got gas, and it was like over $50. And I, I don't put regular in my car, but um, I was like, oh my God, five something for gas. I'm like, I remember, I remember when I was living in New York, I was arguing when gas was like a dollar fifty. I wish I had a dollar fifty today. Yeah. It's just crazy. You know. Uh-huh. So so Vilma, are you one of those people who are blaming the president for the gas? Or are you one of those people who who basically realizing that the war is the cause of this gas price? Or are you one of those people who are who are thinking it's the president's fault? Which one no, no, I just think it's life. And um, 
but I just don't like driving because for go to work it's 40 minutes a day. And I, of course, I don't use the regular gas either. Not that I really want to, but sometimes, you know, you buy a car and you think, oh, you love the car, but you don't think about that this kind of car is going to need, you know, special gas. <laughs> so that's what I'm, I'm falling in right now. But, you know, I wouldn't give it, give it up for anything. But no, I'm not blaming the president at all because, you know, it, it's something that is happening worldwide. And I and I really do think it's because of the war. What what do you, what are your thoughts? Yeah, exactly. I agree with you. And I, I always seen these little sticker. I don't know if you see it at your pump or whatever. Those little stickers that saying if you um what it says. It says something about don't blame anyone, but blame get um, Biden is the cause of this price. You ever seen those little stickers? No. Pump? I've oh seen my. Over in in Newark, um, where I live in Bear. Um, Delaware, it's all over pointing to it. This is Biden's fault. I would see certain oh, places wow. to take them down, but it's been all over Newark that I've been to about five different gas stations within a couple of months, and I've seen those little stickers. I don't know if you audience have seen them, but I've seen them a lot. You can comment at the bottom if you've seen them, but you know, I am in agreement with you that it's because of the wars going on, and not only the war, but with inflation, it's throughout the entire world. So if you want to blame him for one section, you need to try to blame him for the entire world also. I don't know. What you know what, Vivian? I don't give any man on earth such powers. I am sorry. There is no way I'm going to accredit, I'm going to credit him with that amount of power that he could create this to happen. I, I know my God has most, um, have all power and I, I, no, no, no. He may have contributed, but I would never say blame him for what is happening. He's not God. Wow. No, no, forget it. I'm giving him no man all that credit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And I, I always see them and I'm like, wow, these people, that's interesting. They go around from pump to pump <laughs> and put, well, put it on. But, but you know something, we always try to find somebody to blame for something. Sometimes we blame, we blame the devil when poor devil <laughs> is, you know, not to be blamed. But I, I do think the war has a lot to do with it and the sanctions by various countries on Russia, mm -hmm. which is creating a shortage because Russia, I think, was one of the larger, um, I, I won't know, it won't say it's a largest, but it was one of the larger um, supplier of gas to, to many countries. That's right. So with them being sanctioned and people not getting their gas, it did create a, a, a shortage, a kind of artificial shortage on the market. Right, right, and definitely. And along with that, you know, we, we look at things and we see things happening in our economy and we see things happen around the world. Mm -hmm. And in and, and reference to what you just said about, you know, people blaming the devil, we sometimes don't want to take responsibility for the things that we have done that mm -hmm. may cause be the cause and effect of what we're experiencing or the things that we're going through. 
And that's something that we really do need to take account of, account of because mm -hmm. we don't want accountability. We don't want to, to be the one that say, okay, I was wrong, let's make it right. And a lot of times we forget, we totally forget that we are to blame too. So we have to find someone to make ourselves feel better. And that's yeah. just not the way it is. And that's not the way it should be, a matter mm -hmm. of fact. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, I, I agree with you. But you know, um, not only just the, the economy and inflation, but you know something, I would not want to be buying a house at this time. Mm -hmm. I would not want to be buying a house because of the economy and inflation. And how do you know about creating this um, sense of having more demand than you have um, the ability to fulfill? For example, with the housing market, I recognize that there are a lot of people who need house, right? That's a fact. Mm -hmm. but there are not as many ho homes on the market. So the few homes that are there on the market, the prices have gone sky high. Mm -hmm. And people, I don't know how true it is, people will offer you, mm -hmm. I think maybe like five or 10% more than your asking price mm -hmm. so that they get the house that they want. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, and some people offer above like fifty thousand above asking price, and that's a lot because when mm -hmm. you when you figure it out at the end when you're gonna buy, sell the house, you know when the market becomes stable, I don't know what they're going to do, and and sometimes when you do the appraisal <laughs> and the appraisal come in, I don't I guess they have the money to cover it because sometimes the bank won't cover it to to that particular extent mm -hmm. because whatever mm -hmm. the house is value is what the house value. But the interest rate is going back up. So let's see what will happen because of the fact that the in interest rate just went up, I heard, um, a couple of days ago. So let's see where the market is going to turn from there. Because when it's down low, that's why sometimes you see we have a demand. People start buying homes because the interest rate is low. We see different things that's happened. Right. So, you know, and, and even with the homes, prices of homes going up, the prices of goods in the supermarket is ridiculous. I think mm -hmm. people just putting things up. I don't know about you guys, but I think people just putting things up sometimes just to put it up. To blame the economy, exactly. right? <laughs> I, I had a person who used to do my hair. Your hair looked nice, by the way. Oh, well, thank you. You need to be redone, but thank you. We I had like the it. same hair person. <laughs> anyway, um, I had a person who did my crochet. And she doubled the price for crocheting for my hair, doubled. And she doesn't buy the hair to put in the extension. She doesn't buy, she does, I paid for the hair. I paid for the, the product, but some clients, she, she gets that for them. But I'm paying the same price as a person who had to buy all those things. She doesn't buy buying it. She doesn't, she says, well, everything went up. That doesn't mean your price is supposed to go double. Oh my. Anyway, so that, that's a cost of beauty. Yes. <laughs> and we try to be beautiful. <laughs> anyway, yeah, yeah. So and, and and you know, you see bread, you see milk, you see supermarket prices is just crazy. 
Mm -hmm. But I also, going back to houses, I hear that there are some, some people, investors, because they have the money, they buy the houses and then they rent it out to get money. But you know what is what what I think is going to happen, and I think it happened in May, I think 2008, where you have that high demand, the high prices go up, and then the market. Um, in the end, you have people who cannot pay their their mortgage anymore because they bought at such a high price and and the, the mortgage the rate is high and then you have a number of homes where they have to foreclose on and and that's the sad part about it some people buy above and beyond and they can't afford it and mm -hmm. then they end up losing it all but i but i know the government put a lot of things in place that we won't have that happen again i don't know if they have changed the laws but i know um Obama put a lot of things in place that we would not go through that again, mm -hmm. that process that we went in, we had in 20, um, what was it, 20, 2008. 2008. Right, yes. 2008. So mm -hmm. I don't know if they've changed the laws or not, haven't checked it, but I know he did put a lot of things in place to prevent us going through that again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which, which was needed, which was needed. But still, if you, if you look at what is happening, that people are losing their jobs. So they qualified and they could have done it at the time. But, you know, I, I don't know how to think because they say you have jobs out there, people not applying. And why aren't we having applications? I think for the medical field, I can speak to that. People are tired, they are burned out mm -hmm. and they are paid at a higher price, a higher salary. When they do like travel nurse, they have no commitment. They wanna mm -hmm. stay home with their families. Mm -hmm. So they will do a stint. They don't want anything full-time. Mm -hmm. and, and I think that's what it is. A lot of people thinking people just wanna stay home, collect the check. And I don't think that's what it is at all. In, in reference to what you say in the nurses economy, because right now people can do lift. There's so many things they can do, stay home and make money. They're doing lift, they're doing Amazon, they're doing um, DoorDash, mm -hmm. and they might be making um, $20 an hour doing DoorDash, but then the money will go up higher. You know, that's what I've been told by some people with it with lift and so forth. Like they can pick and choose what they want and they can make a thousand dollars a week just doing those regular jobs, just driving and doing those different things mm -hmm. than sitting at a nine to five where they have to clock in and clock out mm -hmm. when they're making $15 an hour or $11 an hour and they can make a lot more doing those particular jobs. Like you said, they can set their hours. They can work when they want. They don't have to work whenever they don't want to do. So because of COVID is giving people a lot of freedom and a lot of alternative way of working and making money. So people are taking advantage, that's what I think. They're taking advantage of those areas now that instead of a regular nine to five clock in and working whenever they're telling them to work. They don't wanna do that anymore. They wanna set their own, their own schedules and do what they wanna do when they wanna do it. That's what I feel. Mm -hmm. But I, and in addition to that, I also think that it's a new reality mm -hmm. of how fragile life is. Mm -hmm. We lost over a million people from COVID. Mm -hmm. And 
people are beginning to realize the times that they spent working out of the home wasn't with their, you know, calling their parents, you know, their siblings, uh, their loved ones. Mm -hmm. And I think there genuinely are some people who have a new um, realization of life. And, and they decide, you know what, I'm not going to go out there and do that anymore. I'm going to pay more attention to my family member. And I, I think that also plays a part in it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And, wow. And, you know, and, and, I, and I think a lot of people are just thinking people are being lazy, but they're not. They're just thinking no. alternative ways of making money and they're doing life. I, I agree with you. I agree with you. But having said all that we have said, let's, um, you know, just, just put a spin on this to our listeners that we are still grateful that as bad as things are, that we are living in a country where we are not starving, most people. And I still go to the gas station and I still can afford to buy the gas. I complain about the price, but I can still buy gas. Mm -hmm. I am not taking public transportation. I, I can still put- And there's nothing wrong with that because there's circumstances. Absolutely, you know, and because I was gonna say, I could probably say, I'm not gonna drive, let's take public transportation. I choose to still, you know, buy the gas. I can go to the supermarket and I can still do my grocery shopping and put food on my table. So with all that is happening, I'm still grateful that God is still in the mix. He's still in the business. And by now our audience know that we are both Christians and not just by, by saying it, but, in, um, but, but by living it. And I know you as well, Vivian, that you are grateful and recognize that God is, you know, sustaining us and, and making things you know, making it affordable for us to be able to do the things that we do. And that's right. Yeah. So what about the stuff that's been going on in the news lately? One thing that I know that is very um, in our face kind of thing is the, the January 6th, 6th insurrection. That's mm -hmm. what do you call it. Yeah. Yeah. And that has been going on. And my, oh my. What a thing. You know, it's funny. I was at a um, graduation party because this is graduation season. And mm -hmm. um, a, a couple of friends of ours were talking and they were saying they would go to Fox News and then they would go to CNN and watch what two are doing. And it's like, one will be all the way this way, one will be all the way that way. And mm -hmm. then they do that just to compare, just to sometimes to get a laugh to see what they're doing because it will be so far one way and so far the other way. And you can just tell the biases that both has, or you can tell where they're leading to. You know, but there, yeah, you're right. There's so much things that's going on. We have, you know, the interviews that's going on right now. What's your thoughts concerning what's going on pertaining to the interviews of the January 6th insurrection? Okay, what, what I do know about it is that I'm learning a lot. I'm learning a lot. Um, and I know today, Thursday, yes, um, in case you're gonna be seeing this after, but at the time now that we are recording on the 16th, Thursday the 16th, 
the, the January 6th committee is now holding its third hearing. And I listened to the first one. The second one um, was at a time when I was unable to, to listen in, but the first one was an eye opener for me. I couldn't believe the things that were happening. And I'm not gonna say, I don't know the, the whole truth behind it. Mm -hmm. And I, but I don't think they would deliberately lie like that <laughs> before the world, mm -hmm. you know, or manipulate things for it to look a certain way. And I know they can put tapes together and, and come up with something else or the person's voice. I know all of that. I'm educated enough to know that those things can happen, but I doubt it is happening. And it is just amazing when they said so many people told President Trump that the election wasn't rigged, they couldn't find anything, and he insisted on doing that. And before you guys email Vivanville or write your comment on Vivanville, I am not taking part with any party. None. I'm just saying, regardless of who it was, it was amazing that one person would go to such length to prove or to, to be president. Yeah. I the one that got me is, um, I don't remember if it was Barr who was talking and he was saying, Barr, I don't remember who was talking at the time, but he was saying that they called him in to do interviews and look, I know, I, I don't think it was Barr, I think it was the one before that, I don't remember if his name was Johnson, I don't remember, but he was saying that he looked at, I think it was a former attorney general, and he was looking at some reporting that were talking about how they saw briefcase being pulled out. They, you know, started showing briefcase full of voting after the, the whole voting thing was closed. And I was wondering, I was like, wow, that's interesting that they, can they really do that? Pull out briefcase after the fact? Mm -hmm. And he was saying, well, if you look at the entire tape, Julianne was showing only a tidbit of the tape, the video. Mm -hmm. And he was showing, yes, the briefcase was being pulled out, but he's been looking at the whole thing. That's just the process of what they normally typically do. Mm -hmm. And that it also is that they thought they were finished, but they weren't finished. They were pulling out the process, still pulling the suitcases the way that they normally do. And just that was just what they were doing. When you look at the, the entirety of the video, mm -hmm. there was nothing wrong. I was like, oh, wow. But, you know, the way that they were saying it. And then he was also saying that there were over, they were stating that there were over 8,000 people who died. They used them as voters. And they were talking about how that he showed in court the, the list. He had a paper in his hand and just saying, what about these 8,000 people that died? And then the former attorney general, he was like, um, there was not even... 800 or 80 people who died that was on ambulance or eight he said a matter of fact and I was like wow that's <laughs> interesting also you know but it's just interesting yeah I agree with you it's just interesting that 
someone would go to that length. And the funny thing that I find, Vilma, is that people still, hundreds of people still believe that the election was stolen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you know, I one thing that came to mind as I watched when they were showing the people breaking down the door and the window and stuff like that. And I, I what came to mind was people of certain religion and they are so um, gung-ho in, in the, their belief of the religion that they will go and they will, they will do um, suicide you know, because of their faith and because of what they believe, they will blow themselves up so that they can blow up other people. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I love life too much, honey. You can't pay me enough for me to do something like that. But that's their belief. And, you know, I wish Christians on a whole could take that belief to that level where they believe so much in God and what he's able to do and what he has done, take it to that level that they would be willing to do anything for his name's sake. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. And along with that, it's not only that, is I'm seeing also, I don't know if you're seeing this, but I'm seeing a lot of Christians who are fighting and um, saying stuff on on social media that we're supposed to show the love of Christ. We're the only Christ that people are going to see. Mm-hmm. And if you think that you showing a certain side of yourself that is not good, and then you want to turn around and minister to someone, how do you feel that person is going to receive you? You can't mm-hmm. um, come off a certain way and then be another way and thinking that people are going to receive you at the end of the day, no, you have to mm-hmm. think about what your act, think about your actions and think about the consequences or the things that might happen after the fact. Because mm-hmm. you might be sitting there typing or you might be sitting there saying all this stuff, but then you go, Oh, I love you and Jesus loves you too. They're not going to believe you. Your mm-hmm. mouth is saying one thing, but then <laughs> your actions are saying something else. They're not going to believe you. So you mm-hmm. have to figure out how are you representing yourself? How are you representing the gospel? How are you representing the kingdom? What are you doing? How are you being read by men? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's something that we really need to take into consideration. Mm -hmm. And it's something that we have to live accordingly to say that, hey, this is how I want to live my life. This is how I'm going to be representation, representer of God on Mm -hmm. this earth. And that's Mm -hmm. what people don't realize that they're thinking they're just talking and they're voicing whatever they want to voice but they have to look at what the end result is going to be and that's mm-hmm. something important that they need to take a look at mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I i agree with you but you know if we relate it uh, to a to a christian perspective as well that as christians sometimes we do allow other people to pressure us into doing something that is wrong and um and again I'll I'll just put a disclaimer out there. I am not going to argue this. And and, I'm sorry if if you believe that he wasn't, um, President Trump wasn't pressuring 
to do something that was wrong because he legitimately win. But I want to apply this to Christians on a whole, that if you know what is right, you know, you cannot allow people to pressure you into doing something that is wrong. Because in the end, you know, you are the one that is doing the thing that is wrong. And what does God say about that? So we, we cannot allow ourselves to, to be walking with the wrong people, to be associating with wrong things so that it colors our vision, it colors our thought of what is it that God wants me to do. And yes, God wants us to stand for the truth. Yes, God wants us to treat each other um, well and be kind and be compassionate and to show his love. But at the same time, a number of us at times allow people to take us down the wrong track. We have to be careful. We have to be careful of who we listen to. Mm -hmm. And it starts as a thought. Mm -hmm. it, it starts as a thought. And then before we know it, it becomes something bigger and then it's acted out. So this just really, everything that I look at, I, I, I see a lesson in it of Christianity and God and what he wants. Everything that is going on, I, I, I learned something from it. It's a lesson that I can learn from it. Definitely, and we have, we're gonna be the one who give an account. It's not what my pastor said, Absolutely. or not what my friend said, mm -hmm. or not what my parents said, or whomever it may be, my girlfriend said, it's what you said. We have to give an account of our words, you know, and, and those are the things that we have to take a look at, and those are the things we have to consider. You know, you are the one who will stand before the Father on that day of judgment, and Absolutely. you're the one who will have to be, do what he called you to do. Absolutely. I have to do what he called me to do doing what God called me to do. Mm -hmm. You know, you and I may have totally different qualities, but mm -hmm. we're on this podcast together. <laughs> but, you know, God has a way of putting whoever he wants together. Mm -hmm. You know, iron sharpens iron, but also, we also also, first of all, look at what God says. That's the most important thing. Mm -hmm. What is he directing you to go? and directing me to go. Where is he directing us? Absolutely. Absolutely. I totally agree with you. It's like your child. You know, like when your children go out there and you may get a call or um, I'm not saying you in particular, Vivalyn, or me, but the parent may get a call. Oh, your child is um, locked up. You have to come bail them. Or your child. And you're like, what? They may have followed somebody in the mall and their friend will say, I dare you to steal this. I dare you to walk out of the store with this. And they take those dares, um, D-A-R-E-S, and, and they, they do these things or they do what their, their, their peers may do, especially when they get to a certain age where peer matters and, and do it and then end up in trouble. And they're not smart enough to know to know how to get out of the trouble, you know, so their friends will escape and they get caught because what? They're not street smart. And sometimes, yeah. you know, God is really talking, but are you willing to listen? Mm. 
Not as leading and directing, but are you willing to listen? Some people are hard-headed. They want to do what they want to do. Absolutely. So um, I know another thing that is in the news, but we can tell our our listeners is all this um, killing and shooting, but we are going to be covering that in our next podcast. So I want you to come back. I want you to listen and you'll get a broader perspective on what we have coming up in the podcast that comes after this one. So we're not going to talk about this. We want it to be new and we just, you know, wanted to reconnect. We want to say, we are back. Are we? Exactly. And yeah. remember, it's every two weeks. We will try to definitely stand by that. We took a little break. I guess we want to say we took a break. Um, so we'll be on every two weeks from now on and get the information out because we're doing life together. Like we said, we're going to do life together. So you heard about all the things that's been on our hearts. You heard what we've been up to for the last couple of months. Um, busy. And I know you guys have been busy too. So, hey, give us a message and tell us what you've been up to. We'd greatly love to hear from you guys. Yes. And if you want to hear a show that we haven't been doing or you, you think about, hey, it'd be great for them to do this particular show, let us know. Hit us up. So if you don't have anything else, don't know. No, I no, I'm just I'm just happy to be back and um you know trying not to get too overwhelmed as I do life because we want to do life with you all. We want to talk about life with you all. We don't want to keep it to ourselves, right? Exactly. We don't yes. Yes. see what's going on and see what you have to say and hear us talk. Wonderful, <laughs> wonderful. Let's see. Anyway, um, thank you guys for joining us. This was another episode of Life Chat with Bye. Bye.